0: This is Jody,
1: And we're going to pick up on our last episode's topic, and that was pretty much just having a conversation about how to heal shame, how to identify shame in our own lives, how to overcome and find God again. Mm -hmm. Really, in in the intense struggle that it can feel like to be experiencing shame or run by shame at our core. We talked a lot about identity in the last episode how intense that can feel Uh, we really just want to bring it to a point where we can start healing this thing Mm -hmm. and really overcome it and dissolve it from our being because it is so interwoven Mm -hmm. into our society into subliminal messaging into subconscious behavioral patterns but also in our communication patterns we pick up shame Without even speaking, mm-hmm. our shame is triggered before anyone ever makes a move, <laughs> you know, or says a word. Well,
0: it's it's literally, in my experience, um, just examining my own life. It's literally just imprinted upon us before we ever have the capacity to understand life or yes. verbal, oh, yeah. you know, like you said, being able to speak, like before we're ever even verbal or able to communicate in that way, shame art is already imprinted on us because our parents were carrying it oh my gosh. and their parents were carrying it. And there was so much that was unsaid and unspoken and hidden and tucked away, which I believe is one of the biggest causes for disease and illness is that, that secrecy, yes, like yes. hiding it and not expressing it. It's why... This is our favorite conversation yeah. because getting to talk and getting to say things and like bring it up and share it, especially when you're with someone that you feel safe to do that with. Oh yes. It's massively healing. It's and it, it's
1: required for healing.
0: It's transmuting so much that gets stored in there that you some of it we don't know until we start having the conversation.
1: Oh, I think that's yeah. why
0: we love the conversation so much is because through talking. We literally start to be activated into revelation about ourselves and about some of the ways that we operate that we didn't see before, about who God is and how God is healing those things in us. It's really powerful. So that is why this is our favorite conversation. Absolutely. And
1: we know that we are safe places for each other Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because we are willing to show up to the conversation with our own accountability right. of whatever's going on with us.
0: Right.
1: What we're bringing to the table, we don't always just have to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Guys, for you to know someone is safe for you to talk to, there has to be trust there. Right. And trust is earned through consistency. And consistency is built from somebody who has a true understanding of their intentions. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess they don't have to have a true understanding of their intentions to be consistent in something, but you have to be able to see that they're trustworthy. And what makes somebody safe is their willingness to be accountable and hold themselves to a high standard of intentional focus.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was something that you said in the last episode, and you were bringing up the fact that not only is shame toxic when we cause it to be like who we are, you know, it becomes toxic because it becomes part of the way that we relate to the world through our own identification with it. Mm -hmm. But then you were also saying like, it also causes us to create these false personas. Um, And that was like, as soon as you said it, I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Because I can go back in my own life experience and recall times when I was definitely operating and shame, and yet I was showing up to a space wanting to heal, you know, help others heal. <laughs> I wanted to be that giver. I wanted to bring something really valuable to a space. And I think this is an important thing to touch on because, I, I think it's safe to say that there are many, many people right now, mm-hmm. um, moving around in their own lives and even showing up in spaces like social media, um, anywhere, and they're wanting to be the healer, they're wanting to be the one who you know has information to share. And it's not that those things are bad at all. It's that a lot of times people have not examined the shame that's actually pushing them into that space. And so it doesn't mean everyone that shows up like that is coming from a shame-based identity. However, the chances are high because it happens to all of us. We're all dealing with shame, all of us. Yeah. That shame is in fact driving the need to show up, fake it till you make it kind of thing, to try to like get the shame off of us, you know? Yeah. If I if I show up and I'm good and I do good things and I want to help other people, There's something inside of us that is attempting to be soothed in the shame that we feel by doing that. And I see it often with people who are struggling to know who they are, right? It's like when people are struggling to find their place, they're having an identity (laughs) crisis. And, you know, in a silly way, in a joking way, because of the spiritual stuff that you and I have been privy to and that we've participated in. You know, it, it's like enter the Oracle, enter the Magi, oh,
1: especially enter,
0: <laughs> enter whatever title you want to give yourself and how special you are, right? It's like this thing of, I'm going to no longer be this ordinary human being because I hold a gift or a talent or whatever, a skill. That's and,
1: supernatural.
0: Right. And, and it makes me be this Extraordinary. person. Yeah. And I think it, it's really worth considering that so much of that is shame based and it doesn't look like it, right? It looks like it's so good and benevolent and loving and it's here for good. And I just don't think that people genuinely consider that there's a lot of underlying shame in there. And it's really noticeable, like I said, when people are constantly jumping from one persona to the next persona mm-hmm. to the next the next thing that I'm gonna do for humanity, the next way that I'm gonna show up, the next way I'm gonna change the world, you know, the next way that we're going to make an impact. Mm-hmm. The next way we're gonna do it. Those things are not bad at all. It's just a lot of times there's so much unexamined stuff underneath it that it ends up crumbling.
1: Yeah. Like the there's a few things that I was thinking. First was whenever you mentioned social media for the first time and I was thinking, yeah, it's gotta be that you know shame I don't know if shame shows up on social media as much because well let me let me make sure I'm putting my thoughts together right? Because I don't know if it shows up on social media as clearly all the time, but I think that it's probably more present. In social media yeah. does that make sense Yeah, it's very covert it's covert because <laughs> social media using social media is a good way to hide your shame
0: oh my god it's
1: a, it's a really easy way to hide your shame and if you're in person with somebody you pretty much can't it's impossible Yeah. unless that person isn't working to heal their own shame right you know if I have been working to heal my own shame so I've been able to recognize my own patterns even to a, a small extent and i get in the same space with a person and start having conversation with them it's much more easy for it's much easier for me to identify where that person is operating from you know a complex of trying to prove themselves worthy or superior or they back away from the spotlight you know you can kind of gauge these signals of communication a lot easier in social media man you just you don't know unless you really know you know or unless people are just making it obvious. So, that was the first thought. The second thought was the idea of uh, an identity crisis. And, the third thing was, <laughs> <laughs> the third thing was, um, this thing that I recently was like, reflecting on my own freaking life. And I had this thought and it was like, I wonder how many people I've tried on in my life. Like, mentally, mentally, And like in my consciousness, like how many people, personas, ideas that I got from other people about different scenarios, situations, and as a man, or, you know, I'm sure it goes the same way with women, but as a person, we pick these things up and it's like, we see people that we may admire for one reason or another, and we see the way they handle certain situations. And so your mind goes, that worked. Either that worked for me f- for good or that worked for me because it validates all the shame that I have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can just try that on for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean whenever I'm like, how many people have we tried on? Probably the average person tries on like hundreds oh or even thousands of people by the time they start really being able to accept like, I am who I am and that's all that I oh am. Oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> that's big. a song,
0: So I... Go ahead.
1: But yeah, I was just going to go back to the the identity crisis thing because I thought it was funny how um, you were saying that. And in my mind, I just had this vision that was like, how many people have we tried on? And I feel like we have these like mini identity crises like all the time. Yes. Because I feel like I may have encountered, I'm not this person um, by any means. If I If I say so myself, if I like, was being honest with myself. I'm not the kind of person I'm about to describe, but I've met people every now and then when you know like it's almost like for some reason from birth they've just been who they are. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> they, they just are who they are. And like it's, the, it's a rare person, yeah. but they have a very special energy that they're not trying to prove anything. They're not trying to disprove anything. Right. And they don't care how it comes out and they don't even know they don't care how it comes out. Mm-hmm. They just are there doing their thing. It's like perfect alignment all the time with just <laughs> like whatever is going on. Yeah. And I I admire that you know. But um, I will say for myself is like after every single person that I've tried on, none of them ever work for me. Like it it may work for a certain situation, but then by the the, the closer and closer I grow to my true authentic self. Mm-hmm the more identities I'm actually shedding. Yeah. And every time it's time to shed, <laughs> I have a crisis. I <laughs> have a freaking meltdown sometimes. <laughs> and there goes the identity. And yeah. it just feels way better because I'm like, wow. I'm like tapped into that aligned state that I see that, you know, that that one in a million person in. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just don't have to try. You don't have to prove anything. And I'm just, I'm just here for it. Totally here for life.
0: yeah. It, it, As you're saying this and bringing up this identity thing again, this, this is the conversation all the time, right? Identity. We always say this in our work, like everything is an identity Identity conversation.
1: conversation, Everywhere
0: you look, it's an identity conversation. People are struggling with her, with identity, you know? And so it's making me think about, so
1: who am I?
0: Yeah. And when I was little, um, I mean for years, most of my life, actually, I really hated my name so much. So Jody is, you know, it can be for a boy or a girl. And in the generation that I was born in, you know, I guess it was a popular name. I don't really know. Um, my mom told me why she gave me the name. And, you know, whatever. It, there's a whole story behind it. But the point is that I did not like my name. And I have not liked my name pretty much the majority of my life. Mm, and my middle name is Claire. I always loved Claire. I thought Claire was so pretty and dainty and feminine and wonderful and all of this stuff. And I just kept thinking that there was going to be a time in my life where I would abandon my first name and I would just go by Claire and that would be my name and I would change and live in a new state and a new city with new people and I could just introduce myself as Claire and no one would be the wiser they would never know that I was Jody ever yep. in my life because Claire sounded so much better to me
1: until, and yeah <laughs> until they meet your family
0: <laughs> and so I remember back in 20 I want to say it was 2015 maybe 2016 um I attended my very first like uh, personal development weekend <laughs> and oh my gosh that was rough you know if anybody's ever attended anything that was like personal development we're talking like weekend yeah like a weekend you guys know like yes. it's you're they're about to take you through a whole roller coaster of emotions the weekends are they're the gonna freaky. dig up all the things and Dude. you know whatever anyway it was it was a whole thing that maybe we'll have an episode about that but or,
1: or our own weekend yeah <laughs>
0: We, if we have our own <laughs> weekend, it's going to be freaking beautiful, it's not and amazing. Be like that. It will not be traumatizing. We will not be traumatizing anybody guys, in yeah. that space. But um, yeah, uh, I remember coming out of that experience, and something happened um, on the last day of that experience, as it always does. Right, the last day is set up to be the most glorious. Right, it's where you come into big revelation well, about I know, yourself. Everyone's
1: all like broken down <laughs> and like freaked out.
0: But I had this epiphany because. Jody, um, in Hebrew, means um, like praise God. It actually means like God is praised, and Claire just means clear and bright. And um, praise—the word praise—is actually like it. It's translated into like magnification, like making something big, like blowing it up, you know, magnifying it. And I had this moment. I was like, Oh my gosh, my name literally means to magnify the light like to magnify God, that's what my name means. And that is what I'm here to do because up until that point, I had seriously struggled with who I was going to be in the world. Who am I going to be? My parents at one point had like, suggested that i go to school to be an accountant i went to a business high school and graduated and got <laughs> my degree um my diploma my degree my diploma from a business high school and i had to take two years of accounting while i was there and i hated it so much but i did it because my dad's like you know we could really use an accountant in the family <laughs> i was just like um i hate math so i don't know what i'm doing but anyway uh that didn't happen obviously So yeah, I was trying to find myself, trying to find out who the heck I was. And I wish I could say that I was the person that since birth, I've just known who I am and I've just been authentically myself, Uh, but that's not the case. Uh I put on so many different personalities, so many different masks, mostly to adapt and survive. Um, But then later in my adult life, it was to find my relevance, find my worth, find my... um, My value, Like, how could I be valuable to other people? And so I would find myself practicing or learning work from other people and trying to adapt that work in a way that I could bring it forward Uh and (laughs) share it with the world, you know? But it wasn't anything new or original with me. Not that there's anything, you know, that no one's ever heard of. Uh, Ideas are shared. But it was like, I really didn't give myself any space to let the true like God in me come through and express in a way that was perfect for me. Yeah, Mostly because I did not know how to accept that I was here to magnify God. I didn't know how to accept that. And yeah. so I wanted to be um, relatable. I wanted to be easy to swallow and digest. I wanted to be uh, something that people would not shrink from. Where I felt like, I can't talk about God. People just don't want to say that word. You know, this is during a time where everyone's like universe, love, light, Let's go with spirit. Yeah. Something that's not God. And so it was like, well, we can't use that word that offends people. So I can't do anything that would be offensive. Like that's not going to get me anywhere. And so it was like this, this strategy of how to be the most pleasing thing yeah. in the world and denying who I really was. And I remember that moment where I was like, this is my name. I have literally been ashamed of my name. I've literally been ashamed of God. Like at, at the core of it, because that's what my name means. Yeah. And so I remembered that moment in that weekend, if nothing else good came out of it, that did because from that moment on, I was like, this is my name. And I'm going to stand in that. And so then, you know, social media has made it so tricky because everyone's got to have some catchy, cool name in order to serve, you know, the collective. And this is years ago. And people really were like... to
1: get people's attention. It is to know, get people's yeah.
0: attention. But it was like, people had these names, you know, I'm so-and-so of the such-and-such. And I, you know, and I would have people... I would pay money. And, you know, this is like back in... Twenty seventeen I was going to um, weekend workshops and things, paying big money for coaches to tell me like, you know, find a way to promote yourself. And they did do it around your name, but it was like you need to have like a catchy tagline of what you do and how did you, you have are one? No. I was like stumped all the time. I'm like, I'm Jody. I just <laughs> yeah. show up as myself, That's you know. That's it. That's your tagline. Um, do I have accomplishments? Yes I do. And I just could not I could not bring myself to have some catchy name, you know, like, ah, it's like, this is my name. And so I remember like, I just put my name on everything. And for me, that was huge because I had yeah. to learn to be okay with the name that I was given at birth. Like I had to, and I say, I had to learn to be okay with it. I learned to honor who I was and to no longer be ashamed. Right. Right. Of just what I had been named, I had to walk through a process of shedding the shame around just saying my name, and that was so huge for me. So at this point, you find me on social media, you're gonna find me under Jody Claire. Like that's that's my name. It's who I am. It's a beautiful I, name, baby. I stopped dropping the Jody and trying to be Claire, which that never even happened. That was all fantasy in my mind. Like <laughs> my name is Jody Claire. It's my given name. It's What's on my birth certificate? Like, that's that's me, you know? And I, like I want to... Thank you. I want to be able to be proud of that fact. Not from an egoic place of like, yeah, but like, I embrace who I am. And I embrace what I am. And that in itself is just such a massive journey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has got me thinking about my own name. <laughs> I, just, I think it's funny because I felt a lot like you whenever I was younger. Because I felt like, the name Bo, I grew up in Texas, and interestingly enough, there weren't a lot of Bows around, so I felt, like, ashamed of my name because, oh, I wanted to have the same name as other people, you know, there were, like, multiple, um, Charlies, or, you know, this is Kelsey this and Kelsey that, or there's, um... You know, some just regular popular names. And I wanted that. Mm. Michael was one. <laughs> Michael. You know, I didn't want my name to be Michael, but I just wanted to share a name with someone. I don't, I never really dug into that. I don't know if I need to, but it's just an interesting thing. I felt like my name was weird. Oh,
0: wow. And like
1: off-putting.
0: Hmm.
1: And I carried that until, until I grew to be an adult. Really walked with that and even now I'm probably most confident that I've ever been um whenever people are like asking me what my name is or can I get a name for this order and I'm just like <laughs> Bo but then sometimes they're like what because they think I may have said bro or <laughs> Joe or something you know um but yeah I'm I'm laughing because I think it's ironic that as soon as I part, as soon as I start to finally <laughs> As soon as I fart, as soon as I start to finally accept my name, I enter into the quantum healing community on social media, and my name is Bo Angel, that's my freaking name, and I'm sitting here wondering for the last two and a half years... If people are sitting there thinking that I have some made-up spiritual name (laughs) because, because my name is Bo Angel. I mean, I've even had people ask me that. Like, is that your real name or is that, you know, people just wondering. But also in the context of being in the spiritual community where people are changing their names all the freaking time.
0: Yeah, and listen, hey, we know that plenty of people have handles on Instagram and things that they love, words that they love. Things that they put together, we're not here to cut on anybody's, yeah. you know, decision to... We don't need
1: really to take it away. We're just talking about shame and, and identity crisis, Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: It's really about the identity <laughs> crisis. That's really the, the point of it all. It's like... Um, it's different whenever
1: you just, you know that it's not your real thing, and you're just like, this is my social media name, or mm-hmm. whatever, this is the tag I want on social media. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's different whenever there's internalized shame, and you're seeking... Refuge or solitude from the shame that you feel and the pain that you're running from, and you're chasing some kind of identity and using social media as yet another mask.
0: Yes. Where you can
1: pretty much be whoever you want. Yes,
0: that is it. So that I you dare. don't have
1: to face what you are afraid you are. Where in your life do you feel so out of control that you need to go putting your hands all over everything that you can control? Mm-hmm. You're just like changing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, oh, I'm at a crisis in my life. I have no control over this. Let me change my hair. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, that's a real thing. I know. That's actually a real thing. That, that when women would me. come into the salon and they would sit in my chair and they'd be like, we're taking it all off. I was like, oh man, oh sh- some it, real change is about to happen in about, your life she's right now. Out, man. She, something real is about to go down. Yeah. People make drastic changes. Their hair transformation's is about to happen on every level. So that's actually a real thing. And you know, transformation is one thing. I think the point of this is, again, like you said, is just coming to grips with the fact that shame drives a lot of what we do. And we may be fooling ourselves into thinking that it's this thing or that thing. But if we looked a little closer, we might see that there's still some unresolved shame in there, you know, and um, a relationship with God, which is really just a deep relationship with number 1 with ourselves coming back home to the truth within us is really the only remedy that there is for shame because shame is false shame is laid over on us at a very young age right. you know it's we we're defenseless against it mostly and then the world that we live within continues to um like reinforce that shame on us over and over and over again until we embrace it to the point that we believe we are it and so we're trying to remedy it without really getting to the remedy
1: yeah and a lot of that remedy is looking at our relationship with god and to get to that a lot of times it's the truth is buried underneath our relationship to our external environment Mm -hmm. because in our minds whatever is outside of us is because of God. Even, look, I'm going to go as far out to say, like, I'm not sure that there is such thing as someone who doesn't believe in God. Right. A lot of times people who claim to not believe in God are, see, there's my... There's a
0: God bell. There's the God <laughs> bell.
1: Um, I got a text. If you couldn't hear that, you probably could though. But a lot of times whenever people say, I don't believe in God, they're really just so pissed at God that they that they just wanted to abandon the idea altogether Um, or they feel so hurt by God that they chose that it was less painful to just disbelief. You know, they abandoned their ideas of God, but nevertheless, whenever starting to really heal shame, we got to examine the way that we relate to our external world because with shame, everything is internalized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what mm-hmm. somebody does over there, oh, that's because of me. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's, I'm responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And so I either need to add to or take away from myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a core level. And so it, it's a really deep process, and it, it takes time to start undoing some of these things. But they come undone. Approaching a relationship with God starts with healthy communication. So, and accountability. Accountability. But you got to find somewhere that you can start talking. Yeah. You got to find somewhere that you can start to express things that make you feel ashamed. Yeah. Things that you're angry about. Mm-hmm. Things that you feel hurt by. Mm-hmm. And as you start to clear all of that gunk out, it starts to reveal the, the true stuff that's going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? It's usually covered by anger and fear. Mm. Anger and fear are pretty much the, the first big masks that cover yes. up our shame. But whenever we start to reveal our shame, we need a good support system of safe, accountable people. At least one. Where we can go to and start to talk about what we've experienced, how we experienced it, and we have to give ourselves the space To consider that we experienced our life in our own way. Remember from the beginning of this episode, it was, this episode or the last, I'm not sure, it was, we have to be able to see what we see and say it. Call it how it is. If you're not able to do that, later on in your life, you're going to end up having to do it anyway. So it's going to put you in positions to... Say what you felt, what you saw, what you thought, what you heard. Say it out loud and let yourself acknowledge your own experience. Let yourself be validated.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. that's a lot of the core wound inside of the shame. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm not valid. I'm not worthy. And I'm broken. Because what I experienced was not allowed. Mm-hmm. What I actually perceived to be true wasn't allowed or it caused harm mm-hmm. to someone or something so if we can start to confront those things they come undone naturally yeah. because the truth is is once you start giving yourself the space to be validated to speak with f- affirmation and validation of your own experience you immediately feel seen by God, because the validation that you give to yourself for your own experience invites God naturally into, into your process in a new way. Mm-hmm. And so coupled, in the other hand, with how you feel towards God, being able to say that once you have God in your space, you've acknowledged what you truly experienced and open yourself up enter in the sensation of being in the presence of God, you have the opportunity to give God a piece of your freaking mind and really let it fly. Be honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be honest with God yeah. about what you're afraid of, how you feel, how angry you may be, yep. how how much pain you've been in. Yep. And this is a very cathartic process because... God can handle it. Right.
0: Yeah, God doesn't have a fragile ego.
1: God can freaking <laughs> take it. So you let it fly. Right. You give yourself 5 minutes, 5 days, 5 weeks, 5 years if that's what it takes to have it out mm-hmm. with God until you work through. You, you let God hold space for you. Just let yourself have that opportunity to express what you got, to say what you got to say. So God doesn't just have to be this etheric presence residing within you. It can show up in the form of a person, um, a situation, a circumstance, a car ride. It shows up in an infinite amount of ways. Just know that it is God, it is the universe itself moving to support your natural healing process. And if you give yourself the space to have your own authentic experience of life and your reality, you'll start to heal your shame. And the more shame you heal, the more in touch with your authentic self you become. The less in your ego you are. You don't have to operate from a sense of inferiority or superiority. You just are what you are and you is what you is and there Mm -hmm. ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. (laughs) So, hopefully that... um, You know, bring some light to the situation. Just know that you are so loved by God. And I know this to be true. I know this to be the truth. And God wants a relationship with you. God wants to be in union with you.
0: Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened.
1: And there you go. So thank you for joining us once again for our favorite Favorite conversation next time.